College Film Society. My name is Jeff Crawford. I am here to christen or, you know, inaugurate the Yule with you. And I would like to introduce my society members this evening. We will start with the big man himself. No, it's not Santa Claus. It's not Mickey Mouse. It's our founder, Robert McSwain. Robert, how you doing? Oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, well, there's one in every crowd, you know what I mean? Get the lump of coal for this one. Bah, bah. Yeah, we know what happened to the Grinch's heart. But uh, how you doing, Robert? I'm doing all right. We're hanging in there. We're just getting, got the tree up. We film it up with presents underneath it right now. Do you do a real tree or fake tree? We have to do the fake tree. So I sold out two years ago, or last well, year. Last year, man. There, there's a backstory to the fake tree. So I have allergies, and when I was five, I was complaining that I didn't feel good. My parents were like, oh, quit it and go to go to church. So they dragged me to the the Christmas Eve the Christmas Eve service. And I proceeded to to boot in the back row of of Aldersgate United ah. Methodist Church, and the place cleared out. Like it was like like the party to the Red Sea. Like I, I, me- I nice. distinctly remember doing it, and like everyone just like just every, going everywhere, scattering. And um, and I was like, I told you so. Did I not tell you? I warned you. And the devil trying to get out. The devil's trying to get out. That's exactly right. <laughs> but, so we we oh, concluded man. that we found out that it was the tree that caused me to get sick, my allergies, the buildup, and um, man, that's so, a wow. that's some intense tree allergy. I was there. gonna say yeah. I've never heard of a <laughs> vomiting tree allergy, but you know, there's a first time for everything. Yeah, we moved to artificial uh, out of the incredibly expensive Chapel Hill tree market uh, last year. And, uh, Is there a tree mm-hmm. racket in Chapel Hill? Oh, major. Uh, <laughs> tree there's gentrification. No, there's no looking back, man. I miss the smell, but uh, there's a lot of benefits. Anyway, we're going to go to a man who cuts his trees by himself. He goes out into the woods just like uh, just like Mickey and Pluto did. Hope you don't get Chippendale on that tree there. Andy Brown hey. in the mountains of North Carolina. Fraser yeah. first. 
Yeah, with the yeah, just there's just like Christmas trees just laying around here. I mean, we just use them to like you know wipe up the floor whenever there's a spill. Uh, yeah, when the uh, people were talking about the, uh, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas are going to be canceled because of supply chain and panic. I was like, well, North Carolina, we got the Christmas trees. Yeah, we got the sweet potatoes. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we just go down the list. We got it all here, baby. Yeah. Hey, honey, exactly. let's get a fresh tree. This one's turned bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we use it. We actually, we get a new tree every day. We just, Tree's gone we, bad. we decorate it and then we take everything <laughs> off and then we throw it get out and then we get one. another one. There's just that many. Sitting Back there. to the chipper for this one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fellas, I'm doing great. I'm in the Christmas mood and, uh, I'm excited to be here. We got a great one tonight. Usually I kick it down to Florida, but my friends, we're all in North Carolina this evening over yeah. in the Twin Cities. Mr. Michael Crawford, how mm. are you doing tonight? Good. Good to be back in the ancestral home. Uh, we just started on the tree today, as a matter of fact, so it's in the air. Uh, so yeah, good to, be, good to be back home. Ah, yes. Nothing like the home fires, the old folks at home, Christmas, traditions. Michael. What are we watching for this, our second Christmas special? Well, uh, today we're watching the 1983 Disney animated classic, Mickey's Christmas Carol, directed by Bernie Mattinson. Uh, Bernie uh, is a longtime Disney employee. He started at Disney in 1953, and he is still there. Wow. He is their longest serving employee at the studio. Hmm. Uh, s- still uh, still churning away over in animation. Uh, this movie stars the great Alan Young as Scrooge yes. McDuck. Yes. Uh, features Wayne Allwine as Mickey Mouse. This was his first appearance as Mickey in a theatrical appearance. Oh, that is uh, the goat, man. Also, the another goat, the last appearance of Clarence Nash as Donald yes. Duck. And with a real wild card here, Hal Smith, a.k.a. Otis Campbell from Mayberry, Otis. as a Goofy. Oh, Otis. yeah, that was strange. It was a weird Goofy. I was not, I had, I'd spent a long time since I've seen this, and I did not remember that he did the voice and was really surprised. Explains yeah. all, I felt like it was his his voice was a little off. His name, yeah. yeah. It's okay. definitely a Hal Smith version. Anyway, this movie was made. Uh, well, it's, it's a it's a sort of extended short, a short feature. Uh, a who's who of future animation all stars in the credits for this one. Like I won't even list them all because everything from the special effects animators to the you know production assistants and everybody, everybody went on. To become influential in some way or another, some directing future classics, some going to other studios, but a lot of future influential people in this uh, crew. This was the first original Mickey theatrical short in 30 years. Wow. It's been a long time since Mickey had been in theaters, so this was this was a big return for him. Yeah, I, I was stunned, I mean, and of course, it's this time, you know. Disney is raising all kinds of young talent that, like you said, would go everywhere. And and I'm sure there's like a feature film from a few years before that has more, but I can't think of many movies that have this generational span of like, you know, people who's like Clarence Nash, who was working 
you know, in the forties and mm-hmm. in the thirties uh, in the thirties. And then, you know, people like John Lasseter and all the people who are, I mean, some people who are still working, uh, it's a yeah, crazy Hahn, cross crossroads. Yeah. Don Hahn, a lot of talent, just so much talent in here. Yeah, I think I saw Mark Mark Dindel in the effects. He did uh, Emperor's New Groove and a bunch of other stuff. I was going to ask, uh, yeah, how many of these guys helped uh, usher in the Renaissance there in the, in the late '80s, early '90s? I mean, this was pretty much the core. This the was core of it, yeah. these were the young guys who were just coming in, and this was like it's like a little era of. Uh, you know, sort of Fox and the Hound era was kind of the handover where the old guys were retiring and the new guys gotcha. were showing up. You also got Erwin Costell on the music, who is just one of my favorites. He did the the orchestration to Mary Poppins okay. and like the music to Pete's Dragon, which just sounds so great. And this stuff sounds so <laughs> great. Um he is so good. He did the sound of music too, orchestration. So, oh wow, he is a yeah, superstar. I first knew his name because he did the uh, when they uh, re-released Fantasia in 1982. They completely right. redid the soundtrack in digital. Right. Uh, it was, I think, the first all digital movie soundtrack, and he did that. So Which that was can you imagine that time. job? That would be so stressful to try and do that. Yeah. In the footsteps of Stokowski. Right, right. So, yeah, an all a, a crew of future all-stars here and kind of an era of big transition, big changes going on. Um, I think we've mentioned this, maybe we haven't mentioned this on the air, but uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, famous for its, uh, what was it, Hardee's that had the stuffed animals? <laughs> That's right, I yeah. I believe so, yeah. That's a weird tie-in for Hardee's, but uh, but man, we had all those. We yes. that uh, I like uh, closely associated Mickey's Christmas carols with these uh, with these stuffed animals. It was our only Scrooge McDuck, Michael. Yeah, I know. Well, back when you couldn't get Scrooge the McDuck, pajama anything. Scrooge. Yeah, I had, uh, I had the Mickey one. I think. Or, yeah, I think we just actually just had the Mickey and the Scrooge, right? I think what? no, because Minnie in her blue dress, right? Yeah, and, we did have Minnie. Uh, okay, I think we've got them all. Uh, in fact, I'm sure they're in the other room from where I am sitting right now. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go check. But yeah, when Scrooge shows up in his nightgown, his little lavender nightgown, I'm like, that's that's it. That's right. the little stuffed animal from Hardee's. Exactly Scrooge got right. the most reps by by a long shot because he was Scrooge. And uh, yeah, yeah, well. Michael will need to get those on Twitter at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll ding. I've got pictures from last year, or the year before, but I'll go. I'll. I'm sure they'll be under the tree this year. Well, I guess we should talk about this movie at this point. Uh, Robert, you're going to have the honors of doing the whole thing. But I'm driving the ship tonight. It's a pretty pretty short from, one. So, will you will you take us there, my friend? i 
Why, it's our old friend distributed by Buena Vista Distribution Company Incorporated. And our friend has had has had a little work done. Maybe this is the beginning of a new era at Buena Vista. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Well, 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 look who we have here. Why, it's Mickey the Mouse donning a nice top hat and red scarf in his traditional splash screen we often associate yeah. With good old Mickey yeah, shorts. Yeah, that, that was really cool. Yes. An orchestral opening indicates this might not be just any old silly Mickey short. With his pals, as we fade up to some title cards appearing in old, crumpled paper, kind of weathered-looking kind of paper you'd find maybe in an old book. A book from the 1800s, perhaps. Maybe the next title will give us a hint as what's in store for us. That's right, you guessed it. It's the Mickey's Clubhouse, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, Mickey Saves Santa Christmas Special. I can't I was wait expecting to see. Roadsters. <laughs> I can't wait to see <laughs> what, what Mouse Tools Toodles has for us. Oh, Toodles. Be, so you you uh, you know about the Mickey Roadster Racers, huh, Michael? Oh, yeah. Well, you can't escape that. <laughs> These say, uh, franchises least, live very large in my life right now. Very I was, large. I was going to say, I think three quarters of us can has pro- have probably seen the, the Mickey Save Santa Christmas special. Mm-hmm. But no, it's not that. It's the 1983 made-for-TV special Mickey's Christmas Carol, as we've already stated. Scrooge McDuck, voiced by Alan Young, headlines this cast of animated stars playing characters not typical to their usual antics. So we're going to see some some characters maybe a little outside of their comfort zone as far as their acting is concerned. Uh, it's a snowy old London town somewhere in the mid the early 1800s. A grouchy-looking duck storms past a big, quote-unquote, bad wolf dressed like Santa, ringing a Salvation Army bell while the three little pigs are belting out some joyful Christmas songs. The intro, uh, the the title cards and things that you know they're showing of the actors, they gave me a uh, gave me the Black Adder Christmas Carol vibe. I don't know if anybody's seen that, but <laughs> it's the I think it's the exact same intro. That's a good call. Yeah, that's a good call. I like these title cards. They're real. Yeah, 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 they were. And the the song we got a great uh, song that was co-written really, by really Erwin Costles. Frederick yeah. Searles is the other guy, I guess, the lyricist, but a great little song. A hound dog asks for a penny for the poor, to which the grump gives a shameful bah and storms past. Our duck There's pauses. a lot of uh, Robin Hood representation in this. Yes. Like when you need like poor, impoverished animal characters, you go Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, I imagine like uh, we, we talked about in Fun and Fancy Free where they cast. Disney characters as like movie stars, you know, and and that, and I imagined, I imagined for fun them being like, ah, who does a good poor kid? Oh yeah, there's a lot of them in Robin Hood. It's great, perfect. Let's just put them all (laughs) in there. Let's call them (laughs) up. They do great. (laughs) They do great. Yeah, this is kind of like predecessor to Roger Rabbit in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Good point. Yeah, because I was trying to like keep up with everybody, like where I'd seen them all. I mean, there's a lot of deep cuts in here too. It's yeah. You you think about it in in the wake of Roger Rabbit, it, but but this had to be kind of a huge deal to Disney fans. It's like it's really well done how they incorporate so many. Yeah, it's like Easter Egg Central, Mister Toad stuff. Man, it's like yeah, yeah, lots of Mister Toad. Cuts. Yeah. 
Our duck pauses to reminisce about his old partner, Jacob Marley, whose name has been crossed out of the, of the sign out front of his office. Marley was remembered fondly for his ability to rob from the widows and swindle the poor. Seems like a nice guy. Perfect for Goofy. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the duck pauses to knock the snow off the sign to reveal the, the name Scrooge. As he turns to the camera, laughing at the fact that Marley left him money for his tombstone and he instead had him buried at sea, keeping the money for himself. Seems like a nice guy. Nice That's cold, pretty, man. Ice yeah, cold. It's cold. The uh, fourth wall breaking surprised me. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So right out of the gate, Andy, they, they broke your rule. (laughs) Yep. I turned it off. I was like, that's it. That's I'm done. (laughs) 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 Why it's Mickey Mouse playing Bob Cratchit, but Scrooge isn't pleased that he's trying to thaw out the ink on the old potbelly stove using valuable coal. But Bob was hoping to have half a day off for Christmas, but Scrooge isn't going to give him any time off without docking him pay, which includes the ha- the haypenny raise he got three years ago. Wow. Hardcore, man. Yep. I'm trying to remember, was, was he that, like, petty in the real one? And like, I mean, I'm, oh, I mean, I think oh, it's... Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, but, they, but the like the degree of like, like the clinky frozen ink. I mean, it's all like upped just a little bit for like comic comic purposes. But it made me realize like what my like to what degree my like views of like income inequality were shaped by like these kind of movies. <laughs> like when I was a kid, it's like yeah, the man is making you like thaw out your. You can't even thaw out your ink, man. They pour it on pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> Boo, capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> While Scrooge enjoys his stacks of gold coins, in walks Andy's favorite of all the animated classics, Donald Duck playing Scrooge's nephew, Fred. And his favorite Don- voice uh, actor for Donald, Clarence Nash. <laughs> yes. Thank God is the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Donald is excited to sh- uh, to share the Christmas spirit with his uncle, but Scrooge isn't having it and scolds him with uh, his favorite catchphrase, Bah humbug! Donald invites his mis- uh, miserly old uncle to dinner, only to get played with the old gag, Are you going to have this and that for dinner? To which Donald replies, Yes, 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 only to have his uncle give him the old... Uh, Heave ho out the door, stating he can't eat any of those foods. <laughs> Rich foods. In walks quote unquote ratty and moly. Yes. Their actual names. Uh, I had to look look them up, but uh, they're collecting money for the poor. Scrooge scoffs that he is uh, not giving any money to the poor because if he did, they wouldn't be poor anymore. And if they weren't uh, poor anymore, then they wouldn't have jobs. And he just couldn't take the jobs away from them at Christmas time and then shows them the door and slams it on them. This this is like exact logic that I, certain parties in U.S. politics <laughs> use. I think I've even heard the pretty much exact same argument. <laughs> if you give, if you if you make them not poor, they won't be poor anymore. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> All I could think of was Bob Cratchit would probably be one of the people quitting their jobs post-pandemic. Like, why can't they fill these jobs? Why can't they fill the jobs at the money, the money house? Scrooge complaining, putting a sign in the door. Sorry, we can't give loans. All our employees quit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Man, really get some social commentary in it's here. Good. Good. It's good. I mean, how could we not? The Christmas Carol is just <laughs> chock yeah, right, but it. We can't stop. So Bob, uh, Bob heads home at 6 p.m. after a long day toiling away with Scrooge, but Scrooge stays late, late, late into the night, heading home at dark down the lonely streets of London. As he approaches his town home, the knocker shape shifts into a familiar face. Why, it's lovable Goofy. He gives a ghostly Scrooge as Ebenezer honks his nose to see if it's really Jacob Marley. The nose gives a comical honk. And through the surprise of everyone and Scrooge jumps over the threshold and into the safety of his dark and dreary home. Goofy, Jacob Marley, you know. It's interesting. <laughs> well, per what per what like Andy said earlier, it's just so funny to think of like this horrible person in many ways w- worse than Scrooge person. Right. right. Yes. And it's and it's goofy. Yeah. These yeah. chains I forged in life. <laughs> I, I was I was just waiting to say waiting for him to say something about eternal damnation using the goofy voice. Eternal damnation. You can't touch Muppet Christmas Carol for the Jacob Marley casting where they did the hecklers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot so to go there. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah. We might have to do that next year. Keep keep the Christmas Carol going. That's a good one. Scrooge gives a dismissive bah and proceeds up the stairs as a shadow of Goofy follows, rattling chains and pausing to pick up Scrooge's top hat and causing him to reach back and tickle Goofy with his cane. I mean, Jacob, sorry, before darting up the steps and locking the set of latches and deadbolts. And he had a lot of deadbolts. Yeah. It's like to keep it safe. It's before it's simply safe. Suddenly we hear the same moaning of Ebenezer Scrooge as Jacob manifests through the door, but not before tripping over Scrooge's cane. Jacob peers over the chair before Scrooge finally acknowledges him. Jacob goes on to tell of his misdeeds as Scrooge laughs all in the same day. We get a good goofy line. I am forced to carry these heavy chains through eternity, maybe even longer. An often repeated line from my childhood. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I heard anybody say for eternity, I always add maybe even longer. Nobody got it. Sounds like something your son would do. It's it's very how many people got that reference? (laughs) It's like what? What's wrong with that guy? Jacob warns that the same thing will happen to him and that he will be visited by three spirits as Jacob exits. We get a good goofy holler as he falls down the steps. Another crowd pleaser for me as a child, and, and my children have watched this one. They too are amused by the goofy antics there as scrooge goes to bed still doubting his own eyes we hear some music cues alerting us that someone or something is in the room maybe hopping through the room hey look it's jiminy cricket 
breaking and entering again. <laughs> That's exactly what I, I thought. I thought the same thing. It's yeah. like he's up to his same old tricks. <laughs> Here he comes. Just like finding fancy food. in to see what records he can play. <laughs> Man, once a hobo, always a hobo. Know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, can we just Truth. say, I mean, like you, you were talking about how Robert, your mom liked the other version of the Christmas Carol. What, what, who was George C. Scott? Yeah, man, that movie scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I had nightmares about the ghost of Christmas. Well, she used to, <laughs> she freaking used to like, awful. Always, make us watch always, it. Yes. Like I was like four or five years old. I'm like being forced to watch the, the, George C. Scott version. Just a nightmare, but like even this, yeah, yeah, even this could be kind of scary. I mean, we'll talk about that coming up, but like Goofy is a like evil ghost. It's it's a lot to take on, and they really do a good job of handling it. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I think I remember being creeped out as a kid by this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Goofy always has the like the 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 head bandage or whatever like right. the the shortcut visual shortcut of olden times toothache whatever that whatever yeah. that was <laughs> yeah. um but uh yeah it always spooked me out as a kid yeah. well yeah. in the uh in the George C Scott version like the head bandage keeps his mouth shut like I guess that's what they did to dead people because like, remember he takes terrifying, it off man, and terrifying. it scared me. Like I was like, why? What in the world? Like, <laughs> how'd your mom do that to you, man? I remember watching that. I was older than that, and I was still scared. That was terrifying. That movie. Yeah, she, it's her favorite, man. It's ne- number one on her list. <sighs> Twisted. <laughs> that. And- and, uh, Jumanji. Ben, Jumanji and Ben Hur. <laughs> well, that's a natural uh, double feature, triple feature. <laughs> we've we've got to get her on this podcast. Oh uh, yeah, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can't talk. We could do a this. Jungle Cruise. That'd be a good thing to talk there to. There we about. go. Bingo. Summer. He wakes Scrooge and introduces himself as the ghost of Christmas past with a snazzy medal. Spirit, as Scrooge refers to him as, instructs Scrooge to grab hold as they're going to venture out the window. And we get some good foley as they fly over London, uh, running through some chimney smoke with a good point. Yeah. (laughs) They arrive at old Fezziwigs, a.k.a. Mr. Toad, and a host of other characters, mostly from Robin Hood, as we pointed out earlier. Having a good old-fashioned hoedown. There's like a cast of thousands here. This is like Deep Cut Central. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I think Toad is a great Fezziwig. I think he could also, he could have been an interesting Jacob Marley. But yeah, Fezziwig is great. Oh, true. Yeah. I think they wanted to cast a big name into the Jacob. Yeah, Marley, yeah. He's not yeah. making that kind of money. Yeah, he wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Although he has his own ride, or had yeah. his own ride. That's right. Had. <laughs> Isabel, a.k.a. D- Daisy Duck, wants young Ebenezer to dance. As he looks on through the window as his younger self dances with Daisy, he re- reminisces about how much he loved her. Then they're transported quickly to his counting house, where Isabel wants to know why Scrooge won't marry her. That she's ha- that she has this honeymoon cottage and no one to honeymoon with. When she presses him for her a decision, he says he foreclosed on the property because she was an hour late, and uh, on her last payment. And heartbroken Isabel 
storms out. Man, that just seems like way too harsh too soon. Yeah, that's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, that even for quickly. even for Scrooge, that's a right. lot. <laughs> yeah, like there's no like slide into being a jerk. You go straight in. I got a question. Uh, this is a little Garth Bugs, Bugs Bunny type thing, but I mean, uh, as somebody yes. who is really uh, getting into the you know the gang and the canon. What is it with Daisy? I mean, forgive me, but being like so sexy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an uncomfortable it's, it's topic true. around our home as well. <laughs> I mean, it is a thing. Don't tell me it's not a thing. What what's up with that? They're really pushing it. I don't know. She's uh <laughs> You know, you know what sells. <laughs> I'm getting some Jessica Rabbit vibes right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just interesting. That's all. It's more subtle, but they they know they know how to yeah, they know how to draw her. I wanted to tiptoe around it, but I didn't know how to broach it. So I'm glad Jeff jumped right in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I was uh, the other day. We were playing like this. Uh, disney christmas i don't know montage or whatever it was on spotify we we're watching it on the tv and there was like pictures of the characters that were singing it like in the background and the one of daisy came up and it was just uh yeah, i mean there were uh, let me just say there were some jessica rabbit vibes i'll just yeah. say that it was <laughs> very was she, odd was she yeah. singing santa baby or something like that no i'm talking about the look of her <laughs> oh. and that was very strange <laughs> It's in the eyes with her. She's, yeah, but there oh, was yeah. other stuff going on. Oh, song. Okay. Well, like, what's up at Spotify? Somebody's <laughs> deviant art staff member <laughs> at Spotify. Like, I know, I know what to like. It's really weird. <laughs> oh, back home at Scrooge's house. Uh, he's back in his bed, and we hear a familiar fee, fi, fo, fum. And it's Willie. Just a big old fun and fancy free reunion here. Going. I was about to say. I uh, I thought when I was watching, I was like, man, I didn't I didn't think about a fun and fancy free is like a perfect precursor to this. Oh, I didn't. I forgot to. <laughs> I was the one that booked it. I mean, That's so. a real uh, real winner in the casting department. He's just perfect for this. So yeah. good. Willie smells a stingy little Englishman. Willie introduces himself as the ghost of Christmas present. Willie is in a room full of food and chocolate pot roast with spatio with yogurt. <laughs> they changed that joke to, to from green gravy to yogurt. I noticed green gravy because he had that he, he did that line in the uh, fun and fancy right. free right. So oh yeah yeah yeah. Willie says the food represents the food of generosity. Willie pops the top on Scrooge's house and grabs a street lamp as a flashlight and wanders the streets of London, peeking into t rooftops to, to the sound of screaming women. Which... Yeah, that's good. I also like uh, when he's got all the food there, we get a nice poink with the grapes. That's right. <laughs> he's tasting the grape. We get a good <laughs> I thought the, uh, the flashlight uh, gag with the uh, lamp. Oh, yeah, the was, clicking the yeah, uh, was street well, lamp. Yeah. It's well done. They stop at Bob Cratchit's, where they see Mrs. Cratchit cooking a canary for dinner. 
Tiny Tim comes in and wants to thank Mr. Scrooge for all that they have. Bob carves a pea in similar manner as he did in Fun and Fancy Free. Scrooge asks. Always glad to see that gag. <laughs> Scrooge asks, what will happen to Tim? And Willie informs him that his chair will be empty if things stay like this. Dark, man. Dark. Yep, starting to get he's really like, dark. But they've here. got food cooking. And he's like, that's your laundry. That always stuck with me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it did like, me Why too. are they cooking his laundry? The man, man. <laughs> the man. It's relentless. Scrooge is transported to a cemetery as a cigar-smoking ghost of Christmas future informs him <laughs> that Tim is dead as Bob <laughs> and family mourn at his grave. Is this, the, the uh, is this the debut of the shiny, crying Mickey eyes? Oh, it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, the misty, <laughs> misty-eyed Mickey. Yeah. Off in the distance, a cockney weasel and a not cockney weasel are digging a grave. These accents are something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they were a little much. As Scrooge approaches, he looks in as the spirit strikes a match, revealing a tombstone that, that reads, Rest in Peace. R.I.P. Ebenezer Scrooge. And it's Pete, the villainous cat, knocking Scrooge into his own grave. A fiery casket opens as Scrooge clings to a root, falling in and suddenly awakens in his own home again. That's really intense. Really yes. intense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot. It's a yeah, little bit. Fiery it's, casket grave. Some yeah. of that black cauldron stuff going on there. <laughs> yeah, totally. And see, uh, I, I only know Pete the Cat from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And so when I saw this Pete the Cat, I was like, good grief. He's <laughs> one of the originals, man. He's been thing. through a lot, man. I was going to say, yeah, my son would be horrified by this. Uh, my <laughs> daughter would be super stoked because, you know, there's fire and Pete. She's a big Pete fan. She loves oh, no. Pete, that's on Pete brand. and Clarabelle. That. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Pete and Clarabelle. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Clarabelle was in a Fezziwigs. That's she right. She was in there, right. too. Yeah. She always brings me a pad and is like, draw Pete. Draw Pete. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I can't draw Pete. Draw Mickey. Okay, I can do Mickey. I can't do Pete. It's so terrifying. Yeah. Big Pete fangirl. (laughs) Wow. That's great. Scrooge awakens and laughs and says he has to go find Bob now. On his way, he stops to see his mole and mouse friends filling their pockets with gold. He bumps into Donald and lets him know that he'll be at his house at two. He storms into Bob's house with a bag full of toys because the toy stores are open on Christmas Day, evidently. Still wearing his bedroom slippers, Scrooge barks and groans about Christmas to Bob. Scrooge pulls the uh, the old Michael Scott gag of fake firing Bob and then gives him a bag full of toys and, uh, and makes him a partner in his own firm. Uh, Tim gets the line in, God bless us, everyone. And we roll credits to the same opening song. And we're out in a nice, tight 26 minutes. Oh, thank you, Mr. Scrooge. Merry Christmas, Bob. And God bless us, everyone. Joy to the children, far and dear. Just grand to say
Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry That one moves moves fast. Yeah, especially the second act. Or third I think act. Scrooge McDuck does one of the best, like, silly, happy Scrooge trying to be, like, trying to act like he's harsh, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah. On Christmas Day. I did like the, him swiping the, uh, the teddy bear. Yeah. That fell out of his... <laughs> <laughs> And he's like trying to contain it and he's like cracking up as he's yeah. like trying to like give him the business. Yeah, he's good. Alan Young's so good. Yeah. All right. So that wraps it up, guys. It's over. Better than Babes in Toyland? <laughs> I yes. would say by a long <laughs> yes. shot. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, there's, uh, it's so short, but there's so many yeah. things that I remember and so many like directorial choices like ways things are animated and um you know little scenes of like uh, jiminy cricket taking scrooge flying stuff that just looks really good and it's not fancy but it's just really well done i feel like yeah yeah i, I, I i'll go along with that it's, it's i hadn't seen like, i went maybe 20 years out seeing it and then my kids uh, got it out and they were kind of lukewarm on it. I mean, they enjoyed parts of it, but they haven't really gone back it's to it. I watched a freaking it a weird lot story as a kid. Yeah, it is. It's not their fault. I think I was watching it a lot because it was <laughs> the better alternative to watching Short Sea Scott. Yeah. <laughs> it like, is a weird story. Now that I think yes. about it, I've never thought of how weird a Christmas Carol is, but especially for kids. It's like, what in the yeah. world? Like, yeah. Merry Christmas, kids. Here's a horrible person who's like, possessed by ghosts like so victorian it's crazy it's like yeah uh yeah i just can't imagine that we were exposed to christmas carol so much as kids but it's like are, are we gonna do are we gonna show our kids christmas carol is this still gonna be a thing <laughs> like, buckle up kids uh, let me introduce you to mr george c scott <laughs> oh <laughs> never right. man Time never to, now we're gonna watch Patton after that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Patton less troubling than his Christmas Carol. Yes, my, my eldest son would is, is really wants to watch Patton. He's been been campaigning to watch that. God. One, so. <laughs> typical the, kids. Typical kids always want to watch Patton. Patton. <laughs> is Doctor Strange Jeez. love next after that? <laughs> <laughs> Up at loves... night trying to get the scrambled cable channel so he can watch Patton. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, definitely better than Babes in Toyland, for sure. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess I mean they left a lot of the dark. Even I mean it's dark enough as it is, but like I think it, as I recall, there's a whole section where they go into Scrooge being abandoned by his family and and left alone at Christmas. And oh, just, for real? Yeah, I remember like, that. Huh. That's I that's, realized watching. I I don't think I've ever read the story. Like I have, but I don't remember original that. text. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a whole backstory to like that sort of sets up his hatred for Christmas that, that they didn't really get into in this one. It's a whole Anakin Padme thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Christmas. It's coarse and rough and gets everywhere. <laughs> <It's right>. <laughs> <laughs>
is Christmas okay? No. Well, they did the same thing with the Grinch. You remember like the live action? Uh, oh, good grief! Jim yeah. Carrey Grinch. They did that. They were like had him in school, and he was being made fun of, and all that kind of stuff. Right? So, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Christmas killed my parents. <laughs> that is like a meme that plays out in a lot of stuff now. It's like the exact thing happened to them when they were a kid. See, right. see, yeah. <laughs> Story. It all begins with. <laughs> but I'm with you though, Michael. I, I think I've seen so many versions of the Christmas Carol that I don't remember the original. I don't remember exactly how. Yeah, it goes. yeah. totally. Me yeah. too. Well, My mom. Short. She uh, she workshopped a uh, a musical version of it. What? That was that was made at some point. And like, why is she not on this episode? Right? <laughs> That's we probably need Please to tell me it here. was just Scrooge! Exclamation point. <laughs> I don't remember. Like, I just I, I remember watching like the first like ten minutes and going, I think the George C. Scott one's better. I think I need to you know we need to go back to that one. This this is weird. Like it was um, it was uh, I mean it was like one of those made for TV. Like they shoot a um a Broadway show kind of thing with Jason Alexander as Scrooge. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> bah humbug, bah humbug. Um, I, I say the, it the every Lane, year. Uh, uh, Nathan Lane is a, <laughs> it's just Fred. a spot of gravy. <laughs> uh, and Tom Hanks as Jacob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> now we're on, now I'm, I'm on board now. Okay. Okay, so we should get your we should do Muppet Christmas Carol and we should get your mom next year. That would be uh that would be good. She Gotta get her on, man. She doesn't know what a podcast is. Well she she does now. She's been listening, so oh, she, she she may have some words about me questioning her taste in movies. But. That'd be great. I'm sure our listeners would it's just love revenge that. for the uh tree poisoning. The tree poisoning. <laughs> the childhood tree poisoning incident. Well, it happened every year. Like, I didn't throw up every year, but I get sick every Christmas. And then, like, it, it, it climaxed with me getting, like, sick to my stomach in, in Christmas Eve service. And then somebody Holders said, Bobby, he's allergic to the tree. And then we got rid of the tree, and I never got sick again. I Christmas. remember that story you throwing up in church, but I never knew it was because you were allergic to a tree. That's yeah. I was, yeah. uh, you know, I threw up in around, public a lot, so, yeah. <laughs> didn't have any allergies. You were a, a prolific... A child vomiter. I, I was a big vomiter when I was a child. I got you it all out, you know. Like never look back. Anyway, Christmas. Merry Fuck. Christmas. I don't feel so. Hope good. you're not allergic to trees. It'll make you vomit. I've always said this. Well, uh, anything else to say before we uh, wrap up this special? I just hope all our listeners have a, just a lovely holiday season. Yes. You know, I do too. It's been another great year. Not even uh, done with our season, but but great year so far. Um, and we hope everyone has enjoyed this tamer, more nostalgic Christmas special. And uh, even though the season's not done, the great debate has begun as season four is taking shape. We want to hear what you have to say. What should be in season four? You know where to find us, at Medfield Film on social media, and uh, info at medfieldfilm.com. And, I mean, we got a lot more coming. Let's give our listeners a quick reminder as to what the new year holds for us. Robert? Yeah. 
So, last year we teased The Swiss Family Robinson, one of my all-time favorite movies as a kid in our Christmas special. Well, we're going back to the land of adventure with one of my all-time favorite movies, period. This also happens to be one of my all-time favorite movies for my father. And we're going to take a voyage 20,000 leagues under the sea. Andy, have you seen it? Nope. Oh, man. This is a good one. Like, this is this is seriously way up the ladder on for my Mr. List. Land. This is one of those movies that, like, the, the few movies that supersedes, uh, like, being a Disney movie. Oh, I totally agree. I was thinking, uh, not in those words, but I was thinking that exact same thing. It's yeah. got, this is like a capital R real movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's one scene, though, in the first act uh, that I, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> Eating filet of sea cucumber, Mr. Land. We just I mean, have to uh, <laughs> prepare for me to talk like this quite a bit during the episode. This sounds very much like the black hole, but under the ocean. That's oh, right. it is. <laughs> yeah, well, it's got, How it you guys are very talking. similar. Yeah. We're also going to have to uh, get the the read along storybook and play yes. it. Yes. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know you, there was such a thing. Oh, my friend. Oh, grew up in our house. Snoopy. <laughs> Snoopy. The, the seal. <laughs> oh man, I tell you what, the Crawford home must have been something. It was a scene. We've got. A, I've got a like. I got a digital. I'm sure we can find it online for purposes of the pod. But at some point, yeah. I need to digitize all those records because I've got. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. And uh, there are some real bangers in there. Those storybook albums. Just, and man, that's a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Just hanging out in the rumpus room and uh, listening to some. Uh, you know, turning the page when Tinkerbell rings her chime like this that's right that's Good right stuff. yeah the old fisher price record player <laughs> come on man Un- unbeatable undefeated it's the holiday season folks and todd is toiling away in his shop making graphics got my christmas cards today use the mail order christmas card company big mistake huge huge big mistake should have gone with todd uh, Did they make you vomit? No, I'm not allergic to Christmas cards. <laughs> they were made of Christmas trees. <laughs> They're so beautiful. <laughs> Todd will not make you barf when you see his designs. Don't make my mistake. Don't barf at the Christmas Eve service, <laughs> and don't skimp on Christmas cards. There's a better way. There's the Todd way. Even though it's December 19th right now, at the time of this release of this podcast, there's always next year, folks. <laughs> So next year, don't make the same mistake. Hire a professional. Hire Todd. Todd. Come on, do it. You know you want to. He's We're at, get him to do it for all the people that uh, you didn't send a card to, but they sent you one. So now you feel guilty and have to get them back. It's what t- about a Happy New Year card? What about a Valentine's Day card? What yeah, Todd do it? Day card. Come on. St. <laughs> <Think> Patrick. <laughs> don't be a Scrooge with your Christmas card. Be Bob Cratchit. Didn't, wasn't there like a contest? It's a nice Someone button sh- on that, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> so happy holidays from your our, your friends at the Midfield College Film Society, and have a safe and happy holiday season wherever you are. How are we a mighty red field? How, how, how?
Mighty man.